0: This episode of Two Girls, One Podcast is brought to you by Penguin Random House Audio, a publisher and producer of fine fantasy and sci-fi audiobooks. Perhaps you've heard of these under-the-radar indie gems entitled The Entire Harry Potter Series and something called Game of Thrones. If your nerd cred is a bit lacking but you don't have time to read all the adventures of Ron Wheezy and Grumbledore, consider listening to them during commute. Or while you do the dishes. Or even in the shower. We're not here to judge you. It's just like listening to this podcast, but with narrative structure and real production values. Penguin Random House Audio publishes more than 1,000 audiobooks every year, so there's definitely something you'll love. The best part is you can download and listen in whatever app you already use. Audible, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Penguin.com, you name it. Search for your favorite books, or head over to PenguinRandomHouseAudio.com/slash/two-girls-one-podcast to browse the latest sci-fi selection. And now, here are your magnificent muggles: Allison Bloomberg and Jennifer Jamula.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Jen. I'm Allie. Welcome to Two Girls, One Podcast. Allie, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You probably want to know who we are. I'll tell you. Uh, Allie and I are performers. And for a lot of years, we've been performing a show called Blog Logs, where we use the internet as a script. We'll take Reddit threads or Craigslist posts and we put them on stage completely verbatim and we're playing a lot of different characters exploring who could be saying these words who are the people behind the posts and over the years we got really interested in who those people and communities were so we made a web series called two girls one show where we interview people behind internet posts and then go on these scripted adventures, sort of trying to live like them, but faltering because we don't quite get what's going on. Um, But eventually from doing that series, Matt from Daily Dot, who is here with us today, approached us about uh, making this podcast where we focus on the interviews uh, with people on the internet. So that's us. Hey, Matt, how are you?
2: I I remember it differently. I don't know that I approached you guys. I feel like you guys kind of said, we're doing a podcast, whether you like it or not, uh, Mm. figure it out.
3: Actually, I suggested it to you
2: no we were we were working
3: on we were working on something for i don't know if i'm allowed to say a a company
2: (laughs) i'm gonna bleep that out we were working for a client i hired you to do voiceover for a client and that project actually never was published but you did a great job But we were talking about
3: the interviews from the web series and i made a joke two girls one podcast and you were like Sure, and I was like, "Actually, let's let's really do this.
2: Let's really do that." I, I believe you were sitting in in our office, and you were talking into a microphone, uh, as you are doing now, in in a very. Um, uncharacteristic way. We don't usually do that kind of stuff.
3: Interesting. In I mean, I made you visualize success.
2: I was, I was staring I, at you speaking into a microphone <laughs> and the podcast
1: was born.
3: I, nice. uh, you know, I live in California now where you just have to visualize and manifest. That's
1: right. <laughs> I've been telling this story completely wrong and Ali, I apologize for not giving you the proper credit.
3: I really am. I'm good. I've been surviving. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But when Matt brought it up that it happened differently, it did.
1: Set the record straight. Yeah.
3: (laughs) But guys, uh, really important stuff. Uh, Today's podcast is perhaps the foulest episode we've ever done, which (laughs) if... If you've tuned in for a while, you know that's really saying something. We've had a lot of foul episodes. This one takes the cake. Although I'm, I'm worried if it's gonna uh, the semen filled cake. Um, I'm worried you know, if it's Allie? going to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're gonna figure out what's the foulest phallus today. No, actually, I had a challenge. Like, what if we kick off this podcast by telling like the most wholesome stories that we can? Oh, okay. About dildos? I didn't actually prepare. <laughs> you know what, and i'm really proud of you but that's like not how this works oh okay
1: okay oh <laughs> yeah, just yeah, any, yeah. Uh, any good old story
3: just like a really really wholesome you, story well, well guys do we want to tell
1: them what it is or should we keep teasing it
3: i think maybe we should keep teasing it for a little Let's while keep teasing just, it. just so you know guys we're gonna tease it and when we finally tell you you're still gonna be like yeah that's foul <laughs> Ali, no do you have any? To all the users of this, but I think even no, the users no. will agree, it's out there. <laughs> it's pretty out there. Ellie do you have any wholesome
1: stories from your time at Burning Man this past week?
2: That's oh. a sentence that doesn't make sense. That's an
1: incredible yeah, statement. It
3: doesn't. There was. I mean, I wouldn't say they were wholesome, but there were some delightful things that happened. Like what? I want to feel like okay, I'm I'll, there. Yeah. Paint right, the picture. Le- let me. Uh, Let me, okay, Uh, there's so many things. So, first of all, I drank the Kool-Aid. And I am an annoying burner now It was one of the best weeks of my life And I'm not even exaggerating Because (laughs) I was biking around the desert And it was like Thursday And I thought to myself When was the last time I had a full week Where I felt no stress or anxiety Like literally I felt nothing But like carefree happiness for a week
1: Wow, yeah, that that is special (laughs) It's
3: kind of a long time to have no stress You know, I went on this recent, like, storyteller's trip, as you know about. And, you know, there are times where any trip is, like, stressful or... I don't know. I was with a group of strangers. I felt insecure at times. This I just felt like so happy, even when I wasn't on drugs. Just so we're clear, right. okay. <laughs> right. But in, in addition
1: to like not having work, uh, there's also no money stress, right? Because aren't you? Isn't the economy different there or something?
3: Yeah, I mean it's true that it's a little expensive to get to Burning Man, but once you're there, there is no money. I mean it is it is magical and amazing. I mean imagine that an entire city pops up for one week only. And for that one week, you get to explore the city however you want, and you don't have to pay for anything. Wow. You know what it reminds me of, though? This is this is fucking wholesome as shit. What? Do you know the? <laughs> do you know the musical Brigadoon? Oh yeah! Oh wow! I, I could wonder... not stop thinking about Brigadoon. Yeah, I wonder if it was inspired by that at all. I feel like most people don't know what. I, I kept nest. asking people Yeah I kept asking people I was like This is like Brigadoon And everyone was like What are you talking about But Brigadoon Uh-oh. is a musical Jen correct me Because I can't remember Exactly the details But basically there's This little town That appears in the mountains It's like once every Hundred years or something mm-hmm. They It pops up for one day And to them It's just the next day But you know This guy comes And he falls in love With someone from the village Blah blah. But it's a village That like magically appears So it's Burning Man <laughs> <laughs> Um, There's a place There's a camp at Burning Man So every camp has to Offer something And there's a camp called Costco and it finds your soulmate for you. And you go and you fill out a questionnaire and then you have an interview. And my interview was like almost an hour. And then you come back the next day and they give you somebody else's questionnaire and you have to go find that person on the playa and they give your questionnaire to someone else. So someone else has to find you.
1: Ooh, I like That's that story.
3: Did you meet the person? So I met one of my soulmates. So I got the questionnaire for a man named Alejandro. Okay. And I had to show up at his camp and I showed up at his camp and I said, where is Alejandro? I'm his soulmate. <laughs> 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 and he was not there. So I left a message on his board that said, this is your soulmate. My camp is located at 315 in Esplanade. Come find me. I don't think I wrote, come find me. But anyway, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah. And then like two hours later, this guy taps me on the shoulder and says, I'm looking for Allie. And I said, I'm Allie. And he said, I'm your soulmate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and were you actually soulmates in person or was it just on paper?
3: Um, We are going on a date in San Francisco tonight.
1: Ah! Wow. Aye, that's
3: such a great story and very wholesome, I would say. Yeah, well, there are some really not wholesome parts that I left out, but... Oh, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can twist things and make them as wholesome as you want.
3: Yeah, nice work. (laughs) No, but it is kind of like a beautiful camp and th- and service and thing that they do because the thing is like even if it doesn't work out romantically like I met a girl who she met her you know soulmate and then they traveled together for three weeks like so, like they just became really good friends like there's a lot of really interesting stories there are people who have gotten married from it but it's just fascinating because like especially in contrast to things like Tinder like it's actually a really interesting questionnaire and then again my interview was almost an hour and, and even if I never met anyone the interview itself was like so wild and cool um, but anyway but whether or not I ever see alejandro again after tonight i'm totally holding on to his questionnaire forever because i just love that this thing exists and i I don't i i'm really curious how the matching like how the algorithms work like you come back the next day and they give you it's just like magical the idea that you you get someone's sheet and then you have to go find them in the desert and and like there's no cell service is there some sort of algorithm
1: or is it humans just matching humans
3: do you know I thought it was humans, matching humans, but I heard that there was some kind of system, which I also don't understand. I don't
1: oh, know. I have so many questions about the types of questions they asked you, how they figure out that you compliment somebody so
3: well. What makes you... Yeah, give us one question. Yeah. Give
2: us give us one example of a question.
3: Um, should I go get his sheet? <laughs> <laughs> also, all the sheets are different. So I answered different questions than he did. Some of them are, are are simple like what do you want to be when you grow up and I wrote what I am now. <laughs> and there was um like when was last you cried, but then also like really random stuff like uh, about like uh, food you don't like. I don't know. I'm trying to remember and I'm Oh, you also have to draw a picture of yourself? Okay. Um so he drew a picture of like a man's face with a hanger body. Um and I, like he's like on a hanger and I like didn't know if that was like a weird abortion thing but he said it's because he was hanging out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait 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 wait! You see a hanger and instantly you're like abortion
1: question mark? Yeah, I would too. <laughs> Thank you. What? Maybe it's a woman thing. I don't know.
2: Like uh, fashion clothes. No, you go straight to a boy. Yeah.
1: Every time I open my closet, I scream. I'm just like, God <laughs> damn. <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, right. that's well, one
3: so of my Well, so much for stories. wholesome.
2: So much for wholesomeness.
1: No, um, I want to tell
3: you one more really quick wholesome story. There's a place at Burning Man called Interaction Cafe, where the menu is interactions instead of food. Ooh, I like it. Like what? I thought you would. <laughs>
2: All right, two things, two things. What? One, yeah. if you end up getting married to a person you met at Burning Man, w- we can no longer be friends. Like <laughs> it has to end. I uh, just just warning you, you. You do you do you, but it, it will it will be um, over for us. Matthew,
3: I know you think that like, I don't know, you, you met your wife in high school, but like, I'm probably not going to marry Alejandro. <laughs> but like, maybe it would be a good story. <laughs>
2: no, I'm saying that that statement, like 20 years from now, oh, where'd you guys meet? Oh, we met at Burning Man. We were soulmates at Burning Man. Nope. Nope.
3: <laughs> Honestly, I hope that is how I meet my husband. <laughs> not so that uh, we can't be friends, but just like in general, that's. No, it's the most That story awesome is thing. very fitting for me though, don't you for think? You. Yes. yes I was like, I-, I met my husband at Burning Man. <laughs>
2: Second thing, uh, what is the topic of today's show now that we've um, traded in wholesomeness for abortion humor?
1: Well, people in our Discord server are going to be really happy to hear that we are finally interviewing someone from Bad Dragon, Enterprises Incorporated. Uh, Bad Dragon is a manufacturer of fantasy themed sex toys, custom handcrafted sex toys and dildos. So we're talking like, we're talking like dragon dicks. Is everybody ready?
3: Dragon dicks. Are Here's the thing. Yeah, if you <laughs> that's already <laughs> if you go if you go on their website, the pictures are incredible. <laughs> the, the pictures are the there. The evidence yeah, there. there. They're there. Yeah. I, it is all kinds of fantastical dicks and vaginas and squirters, so you can simulate coming. And packers, packers, and all, L- the packers low vibes. thing is interesting too. Little squirts. Oh my god! Everything, all kinds of creatures. <laughs> A lot of these creatures I haven't heard of. I think that if you're into certain fandoms, uh, it's based on specific characters that people are fetishizing. Any
2: examples of uh, of these besides dragons? Like, are we talking like? Chimeras, like, uh, yeah, Harry everything. Potter, the, the Dungeons toy, and Dragons. Well,
3: the toy of the month is a is a Pierce. I don't know what that is. P-E-A-R-C-E. Does anyone... Okay. Is that...
2: Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
3: Matthew, in your gaming adventures, I think there's a lot I, of well, gamer I mean, dicks. I, yeah,
2: if you, if you give me names of creatures, I could probably give you some background, but I, I don't know. I've never. Okay, heard we about.
3: got Demon Dicks. We got
1: Bumble Hooves. We got Tyson, <laughs> Echo, Roland, Hunter, Stan, Crash, Snap, Scorn Votan And Anya Xerxes <laughs> Anyone Anyone Bueller
2: I, I uh, Yeah I got I got very little <laughs> I mean demons are demons And so I can imagine What those might be But Flint's uh, yeah.
3: sheath Really has quite The aesthetic going on ah!
2: Well, here's here's the thing. Outside of like mythological creatures, I assume that like licensed characters from popular uh, books and movies are not going to be on I the list. I would assume so. Right?
3: Yeah. Does. No, they are. Well, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think they are.
2: I, no, I'm okay. going to so assume that JK Rowling did not license her characters to Bad oh, Dragon. That's oh, oh, maybe my they're theory. not licensed.
3: But I chatted very briefly with someone from Bad Dragon just to see if it would be a good fit for the podcast and he mentioned something that I found super fascinating and I said save it for the podcast so we'll go there today. But basically Stranger Things came out and everyone was obsessed with the uh, it's the Demogorgon, the yes. the, the Demogorgon's dick. And so they came out with the Demogorgon dick.
2: There you go. Okay.
3: Which is something every Everybody should say five times fast <laughs>
2: yeah that's not specific to the show it, a demogorgon i believe is a mythological creature so that is seems to be fair game that's really interesting how uh, like but don't you culture... think it's like
3: but they're like uh they're making it specific to stranger things
2: well just like you know uh, unicorn stranger things. i see what you mean exactly right if unicorn was part of stranger things then it would be like oh everyone's into unicorns now here's a unicorn toy like i get that that's that's fascinating i'd love to I, get into. i that.
3: also see a dildo that basically just looks like a giant tentacle which um mm-hmm. i'm fascinated by uh, uh, they also are the winner of the 2016 Alt Porn Awards. And Pretty I'm cool. curious who was their competition. Yep. <laughs> oh, I just found the Demogorgon dick. Sorry. How's it look? You know how the Demogorgon, his face, sometimes like there is no face and then it like opens up with those like four panels, like a flower and like eats you. Mm-hmm. That's what the dick looks like. <laughs>
2: Oh, this is interesting. Okay, so like backstory here: like the Demogorgon that the kids are referring to in the show, they're referring to a Dungeons and Dragons monster, a mythological creature, but then they apply that name to the to the creature in the that Correct. is haunting them in the show. But I don't believe the creature in the show is like technically a demogorgon. It's more of a sci-fi alternate dimension, right? Monster. So they've a dick
3: for that Stranger it's Things It's specific monster. to that Stranger
2: Things, yeah. yeah so but it can't obviously not official, but inspired by. That's really interesting.
3: It is interesting. I agree. I'm so it's glad that you're down with the dick, Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, we have to take a break, but first we have to do trivia.
1: We have to. Uh, we have to. Who? Who? Who's saying we
3: have to? Besides you? Uh, yeah. Is there a prize? <laughs> it's just no. You. There's
2: no prize. It is federal law fe- that on this podcast we must address trivia every episode. I'm sorry. I don't want to do it. It's work. I got to make up these answers. It's,
3: did you say it's federal law? Is that federal? Yes. Cool. Okay. Okay. It's, it's
2: federal. Cool. If it was state, cool. I feel like we could we could say ah eh, we could skip it today. But fe- federal's no oh. joke. All
3: right. 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 So like this is like like, like Trump passed this law
2: exactly exactly exactly. and oh crazy Trump well you don't want to mess with him
3: (laughs) he makes you do
1: trivia (laughs) it. I wish wish that that was was all he did is make
3: us play trivia
2: (laughs) that would be great Mm -hmm. today's trivia it's funny that you mentioned stranger things today's trivia is not about uh dildos I'm sorry I just uh didn't want to do dildo trivia today today's trivia is about a different kind of dragon dungeons and dragons Featured prominently in Stranger Things. We were just speaking about that.
3: I know nothing about Dungeons & Dragons. Well, get ready. To learn.
2: (laughs) The Dungeons & Dragons gaming system and the rule books were self-published in 1974 by two people, Gary Gygax and Dave Arneeson. Uh, and it quickly became a, like a huge cultural phenomenon. Basically like every fantasy book, movie, video game ever created since then probably owes some influence to D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. But at the time, this is like late 70s, early 80s, there was huge cultural backlash to this game, especially from conservative groups and conservative factions of uh, society, government, et cetera. So I'm going to give you 3 things that happened in reaction to Dungeons and Dragons becoming popular in the 70s and 80s. 2 of these things are absolutely true. 1 of them is false. I made it up. You need to determine which one did Again, I make up. Again, more about math
3: psychology. All right, Jennifer, this is when we go deep into yep. Matt's mm-hmm. into math psyche. Here we yes. go.
2: Get ready. You're looking for the false. Choice A Evangelical preacher Billy Graham condemned D&D as leading children into Satanism, and he used his radio broadcast to incite nationwide book burnings of all the D&D rulebooks and materials. That's Sounds choice plausible.
3: A. That feels real.
2: Choice B. The U.S. Army Intelligence Service sent two agents to infiltrate the co-creator's gaming group in Wisconsin because they suspected he was using the games to plan a military coup
3: also strangely plausible. That is absurd. That is absurd. <laughs> Choice C. I hope that's not true.
2: The media linked d d to various child disappearances and murders, which fueled a propaganda TV movie called Mazes and Monsters. And...
3: I hope you made that up, because that's hilarious if you made that up.
2: <laughs> Mazes and Monsters. But get this. That was Tom Hanks' first starring role in a movie.
3: No. No.
1: Wow. So to
2: recap, to recap while you think: A. Billy Graham incited nationwide book burning because he thought it was about Satan. B. The the U.S. Uh, Army Intelligence infiltrated the creator's uh, home because he thought he was planning a military coup. Or C. Uh, the media went crazy about child disappearances, and uh, that led to a, Tom Hanks's first TV movie, Mazes and Monsters.
1: I kind of want to go with Mazes and Monsters. I really, I do hope you made that one up. I hope
3: B, I mean, B is so out there if it's real, so that's kind of fun, but I'm going to go with B.
2: Jen, you are saying Mazes and Monsters choice C. Yes. Allie, you are choosing B, which is that the army infiltrated uh, the the co-creator's home. We're looking for the false answer, the thing that did not happen, the one that I made up. We will find out the correct answer after the break.
1: This week's show is supported by Penguin Random House Audio, who makes amazing audiobooks. Allie, do you love a good audiobook as much as I do?
3: Audiobooks are just like podcasts, only with a story. That's right. Sometimes (laughs) podcasts have stories. Basically, if you like listening to podcasts, you can listen to an audiobook too. That's right. And just like
1: podcasts, uh, you can listen to these audiobooks when you're doing other things, allowing you to multitask like any good 2018 citizen. Um, So I love to cook while listening to audiobooks. I also love to work out, especially if it's like a sci-fi, sort of something that's going to get my blood pumping a little bit, Uh, maybe a thriller, but mostly like sci-fi fantasy sort of stuff I'm really into. And I also love to listen to audiobooks when I'm crafting. <laughs> That's not true. Actually, that, I don't craft. But <laughs> the point is that you can listen to them while you're Wait, doing. Wait, but other you things. do
3: craft. You do craft. I know you. What, did I, what have I? Have I crafted something for you that I don't you, remember? For your family, you handmade Christmas gifts. Oh, that was of necessity, but yes. You're a crafter, <laughs> bitch. You're a crafter. crafter. Now listen up, guys. Penguin Random House Audio also publishes my favorite series in the entire world. Say it with me now. Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. I have read all of the Harry Potter books twice, and now I can listen to them and find out what I've probably been saying all of these spells wrong, which is really upsetting. I've always wondered if it's asio or Accio. Does anybody know?
1: I've heard asio. Anybody? but you know I'm not an authority. That's
3: what I thought. Then someone told me it's actually accio because of the Latin. I also read some of the Harry Potter books in Hebrew, which was really confusing because I kept trying to look up words and realizing they were magical words, and I wasn't going to find them in the dictionary. Oh, life. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard.
1: They also have Game of Thrones, or if you're looking for something people might not know about as much, they have something called Dracul. Not Dracula by Bram Stoker, but Dracul by Dacre Stoker. And J.D. Barker, uh, they have a lot of Hank Green. Novels, but they have over a thousand titles uh, published per year. So uh, check out really anything you want in an audio. Did you form. tell me
3: that this this staker dacker Stoker is the grandson of the writer of Dracula?
1: He's the great grandnephew, nephew, for those of you wondering, uh, or so Wikipedia tells me.
3: I love you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Anywho, guys, go check out Penguin Random House Audio.
1: And the best part is, you can get these amazing audio basically wherever you already get your audiobooks so audible amazon penguin.com barnes and noble uh they're all there so go check them out enjoy and
0: now a real review by maddie smith for the fine product glass pleasure wand swirl mushroom tip rocket blue swirl masturbation from the website where i get all my hot mushroom tips delivered in two days amazon.com
1: This dildo is the best thing I have ever wasted my money on. It felt magnificent inside my ass. I can even use it as an abstract piece of art in my house when I'm not using it to reach a sensational climax. My guests always compliment me on my keen eye for art, but they scream in pleasure when I show them its dual functionality. <laughs> I've actually had a-, a chandelier constructed out of these dolls because of how much I adore them. Glass, pleasure wall, I know we're trying to keep it wholesome, but Allie, what's the most magnificent thing you've ever put in your ass? <laughs>
3: yeah a really really good question i'll have to get back to you
1: cool all right now i so many things
2: you were just at burning man let's let's be real
1: that's true. That's true. What do you got in there?
3: You, yeah, you don't have to sneak anything around Burning Man. Anything goes. You don't need your asshole. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I didn't get to go to this, but there was an event at Burning Man that was about pulling thing. You pulled prizes out of people's assholes. And I'm really sad that I didn't go watch this event. All right. Matt <laughs> is so upset right now. Oh, my
0: God.
2: <laughs> Would you guys like to know the trivia answer?
3: Yes. Nope. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) not. Nobody cares.
2: (laughs) We are speaking with Bad Dragon today, but today's trivia is about Dungeons & Dragons. I gave you three things that happened in the backlash to Dungeons & Dragons' popularity in the 70s and 80s. Two of these are real. Kind of crazy, but they're real. One of them I made up. Your choices were that Billy Graham incited a nationwide book burning to combat Satanism in Dungeons and Dragons. Choice B was that the US intelligence service infiltrated the creator because he thought he was gonna overthrow the government. And C, that the media linked D&D to child murders, and that fueled a propaganda movie which gave Tom Hanks his first starring role. Ali, you said B, the, uh, the government agencies. And Jen, you said C, Mazes and Monsters, Tom Hanks' first movie. Sticking with it?
1: Can I change my answer? You may. I wanna
2: go with I don't with know a. that
3: you should. I don't know that you should. Why? <laughs> I don't know, that one sounds great. I was thinking maybe I should change to C.
1: Do you wanna change too? I was thinking no, of changing to A. No, I'm not changing, a. I'm not changing. I just felt a shift in consciousness. I, I think A, I think Billy Graham. I'm gonna go with A.
2: Okay, she's changing her answer at the last second. Jen yep. is going with A. Ally, you are sticking with B. Yes. The correct answer is the false statement. The one that I made up is choice A, Billy Graham.
3: Oh my God, Yay! Jen. I'm so glad you didn't listen to me.
1: I know. Well, I was really feeling C, but then when Matt read them again, I thought the way he said it, I thought Matt made it up. I don't know. There was something about it that just sounded like you, Matt. You know what I mean?
3: All right. You are a sleuth and a psychologist. Psychic sleuth.
2: <laughs> Psychic sleuth on CBS. Sleuth,
3: psycho. A <laughs> I'm so um, Yeah. So, but that's interesting to me because definitely like when Harry Potter came out, uh, there there are places that have banned Harry Potter and says that it encourages Satanism and blah, blah, blah.
2: Yes. So I will give you a little backstory on these answers. A sounds kind of legit because it kind of is. Uh, there was and possibly still is a huge like conservative Christian evangelical Christian backlash to Dungeons and dragons, but Billy Graham had nothing to do with that. He would't never publicly commented on it or anything. There was no book burning or any any nationwide outcry. I think it was just kind of reserved to certain religious groups and still is. so that's that's a thing there There was a biography of Gary Gygax who created or co-created Dungeons and Dragons, and it talks about all these other crazy things like uh the, the U.S. Army thought that he was going to overthrow the government. They sent agents to his house in uh, Wisconsin to break up his like tabletop gaming group. This was in the mid 70s, I think. And the agents got there and said, what are you doing? They're like, oh, we're just playing this game. And they were like, oh, that's cool. And then the agents like joined the game because they were like so fascinated by it. They, <laughs> they realized he was not a threat uh and then wait I, and then they
3: joined they
2: like sat down and were like what's this all about and he explained the game to them and re- they realized that it was not uh it was not like tactical training
1: yeah just some tabletop gaming that's absurd yeah, <laughs> um
2: and then i just love that like the media frenzy around dungeons and dragons because it was like this thing that all the kids were into and they were like goblins and demons in it and and everyone was panicking that their kids were going crazy and i guess they were just the normal amount of child disappearances and 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 sort of uh, things of that sort and like they do with every like like society does with every new thing you know video games and you know the latest toy craze they're like these kids today they're they're you know watching too much tv and playing too Matt, many violent video what games what is
3: the thing where you're going to be like ba my kids are doing abc and i'm worried We've discussed this, sort of. We
2: have discussed it. It's when they want to put microchips in their brains.
3: Oh, I was going to say when they want to bring home a robot.
2: When they marry a robot. Both of those things, I think, will be weird to us and very, very uh, common for for our kids. Cool. But that's a different story. Um, But I just love the fact that, like, Tom Hanks got his big break or, like, his first, like, leading role in this awful, over-the-top sort of... Christian infused uh thing about a group of kids who were playing D&D and then Tom Hanks's character like goes into a deep depression and he thinks D&D's real and I think he like, you know, fights people in the street and is going to commit suicide because he's not getting enough points in the game or something like this ridiculous TV movie in the 70s. Yeah. And there are scenes of it on YouTube and they are they're they're just really
1: good, really, he's really amazing. He's I can't wait to watch yeah, do you guys remember Bosom Buddies? yeah, <laughs> I love that show and i I guess it was maybe i don't, I don't know if I was watching reruns or the real thing, but yeah, that guy worked his way up. I could see he did I could see that, yeah,
2: and it's really funny because like this movie is I didn't watch the whole movie, but I did watch a scene or two it's It's terrible, but you're looking at Tom Hanks and you're like, yeah, he's Tom Hanks, and I like him even in this terrible, <laughs> terrible movie. He's just very likable and and sincere yeah he's he's the, the Tom Hanks he's, you he's love the real in deal. This, this abysmal propaganda film
3: he's 26 in this movie Holly's mm-hmm. <laughs> googling so nice. strange so strange he's when got big the hair big come out
4: yeah
1: early 80s maybe definitely that was like when i came to fao schwartz to dance on that piano that would have been like mid 80s yeah, yeah. i'm sorry what you know in that movie he like da- he um dances on a huge piano that's so, a classic
2: scene for big yeah yeah
1: then um at fao schwartz they had and then that, you so did that All the kids would line up. Yeah, it was really hard to get on it, but I got on it.
2: Look, it's no Burning Man, but you could dance on a piano, okay? It's
3: cool. (laughs) Okay, now, I know y'all are down on Burning Man, but imagine that all you do is dance on giant pianos.
2: (laughs) For your whole life, that's Burning Man.
3: Yeah, it's just like an adult playground.
1: Where you find your soulmates and you stick things up your butt and... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sounds awesome I'm not down on
3: it <laughs> I think Jen Might really like it
1: We'll find out On the next Two girls No wait What was the show We came up with Psychic Psychic Sleuth On CBS Sorry,
3: yeah. <laughs> No we're gonna find out In 51 weeks When you go to Burning Man <laughs> Oh okay
1: There should be A children's show Called The Sleuth Sloth I, I would be interested. <laughs> Oh, my God. You're
3: 100% correct. You She solves definitely... crimes
2: very slowly.
3: <laughs> and adorably. You should yeah. pitch that. That's a great idea. The slu- you heard it here, guys. You heard it here. Guys, slu-sloth. all of
1: you should pitch it. Yeah, now that everybody knows. Yeah.
3: No, why are you telling them to pitch it? This is your idea. Because now I'll, they know.
2: I'll, I'll edit this out so that no one gets the idea. Don't worry.
1: All right, guys. Yeah, don't you try to take my sluice off.
3: All right. Should we talk to our guest about Dragon Dicks? Speaking of sleuths, sloths, (laughs) I wonder if you can fuck sloth dick on Bad Dragon.
1: Oh my God, Allie. It'd
3: be a slow fuck.
1: Okay, sorry. (laughs) All right, everybody. It is time. You've been asking for this for a long time. It is officially that moment. Uh, We're excited to have on the line Derek Young, an administrative manager with Bad Dragon. Welcome, Derek. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. All right. Yeah, <laughs> We have so many things, so many things. But before we get too far afield, what is an administrative manager? What do you do with Bad Dragon?
4: A part of the job uh, responsibility is uh, I speak on behalf of Bad Dragon. Uh, so I conduct like interviews such as this, podcasts, um, and represent Bad Dragon as a whole. Um, but I also, uh, in my uh, office time, I handle a lot of things with marketing, as well as our social media. So things such as Twitter, Instagram, um, and even the, our customer service agents. And I handle a lot of policies and procedures with our general manager, Mike Sullivan, uh, over here at Bad Dragon.
3: Great. Can you take us back and tell us what is Bad Dragon and how did it get started?
4: So Bad Dragon uh, is a fantasy toy company uh, based in Phoenix, Arizona. It's uh, sort of the creation of our, or it is the creation um, of uh, one of our owners and our current CEO, Jan Mulders, also known as Varka. Fantasy toys, uh, they can mean so many things to different people, but what they really relate to is uh, any kind of personal fantasy you might have had, uh, either by like you know uh, mythology, history, uh, videos, media, all that good jazz. How uh, the company started uh, was back in Scotland when Yan uh, was in his dorms.
3: How all good sexpreneurs begin in their dorm room. Right?
1: <laughs> Did you just say sexpreneur?
3: It just happened. <laughs> just let's let's pretend it I didn't. like that. Okay, great. I thank never you. heard that word aloud. Okay, thank you. <laughs>
4: She coined it. She coined it. It's fish. All right,
3: go on. So you were in a dorm room. That's all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah, so Jan was in a dorm room, and um, he was like, uh, he, he wanted to, uh, he, he's an engineer by heart. Uh, so he wanted to create um, something that, like, he, he just couldn't find. Uh, and he designed and created a dragon uh, dildo based off of just, like, you know, a, a fantasy that he had of, like, you know, hey, I'm curious, like, you know, what would this actually look like? um he showed it off to fr- friends of his uh, and close acquaintances and uh they said that it was really really cool and like you know they never even like wait, thought wait, to actually wait. make something yeah, like yeah. that
3: like take it back like what was the impetus for like you know what i'm gonna make a dragon dick like what happened <laughs> i need more information <laughs> you're, not just, like, you're not just like yeah. in your dorm reading Kant and then you're like dragon dick you know what i mean like what's the <laughs> <Yes.
1: happens? laughs> Was it inspired by a specific story or something? Yeah. No. So
4: uh, this actually is a perfect segue. Um, So uh, the company uh, was founded in uh, a community called uh, Furry. Uh, It's a community based on um, individuals that like anthropomorphic art stories um, and characters. And uh, part of what you can have is your own personal persona of a character. Yans or Varka as his online handle is uh, is a dragon. Uh for his persona. All right, all
3: right. I know there was a thing there and also please refer yeah. to it with the correct terminology. Fursona. It's episode oh, fursona. Episode <laughs> 1 of Two Girls One Podcast is Furries. We know what's up and listeners go listen to episode 1 if you need a little refresher. That's right. Sweet.
4: You guys are vets then. That's awesome. Yeah.
3: <laughs> okay, so so his fursona was a dragon, although that's really not very furry.
4: No, that's absolutely right. Like uh, and that's the thing is like it's any kind of anthropomorphic character it doesn't have to be something that's like fuzzy necessarily it could be anything anthropomorphized
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can people completely customize what they would like can it be totally based on their own fantasy or does it always have to be based on a fiction that's already written and out there
4: so we uh, on the website we have uh, characters uh, that we've designed um some also community designed as well that uh, you can purchase uh, either like dildo masturbator sleeve um and even wearable Currently, uh, you can't uh, completely customize the uh, toy itself regarding, like, the actual, like, you know, thickness or the girth or, like, the, um, the like, uh, entire dimensions of the toy, um, except for, like, you know, the sizes that we offer. But what you can do is customize the coloration. Uh, and we have probably one of the, the best um, custom colorations uh, on the market currently, for especially for fantasy toys out there right now
3: but before we jump there, he's in his, he's in his dorm room dreaming a dragon dick. And then what happened? So he made this dill, and then he's like, hey, dudes, check out my dill. And then what happened?
4: So like, and then the dudes were like, this is super cool. Like, you know, whoa, like, you know, I really like this. Like, where can I get one? Uh, so that kind of got him thinking that like, wow, this is actually a market that hasn't been tapped like Wait. at all.
3: his fursona was a dragon. So he was essentially creating his own fantasy dick. Absolutely.
4: It's like, yeah. like <laughs> yeah. his,
3: like from his body.
4: I, I actually, that's a really good uh, question that I've never actually Thank asked him in all these years. Yeah, that's actually a really <laughs> good question. I, I don't know if he designed it after specifically his fursona. Um, but I do know that like, you know, he designed it because like he was interested in like, you know, what does a dragon dildo look like or what would a dragon dick look like?
3: And what does a dragon dick look like? Can you describe it for our
4: (laughs) So like, uh, I've had the the pleasure and opportunity to see all the ones that we've created. Uh, so like, I honestly, like they can be so many things.
3: It could be anything since dragons aren't real.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have the original?
4: So, like, I, I think I think Jan does uh, potentially over in Scotland have his original uh, mold that uh, uh-huh. he created his first, um, well, in essence, bad dragon toy in. That's incredible.
3: All right, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, so what <laughs> happened from there?
4: So, from there, um, so he, he got, like, you know, a lot of good stirring regarding it. And he realized that this is kind of an untapped market that's never been really um, explored. Uh, at least, like, you know, the fantasy scale. Uh, so like he talked with uh, some of his very, very close friends uh, regarding, hey, like, you know, I'm actually considering maybe doing this as a legitimate thing to like, you know, actually give to like show, not, not just give to people, but like, you know, to actually sell to people and actually create a business out of it. And that's where the inklings of um, Bad Dragon came to be of just like, hey, like, you know, people like this, this is a market that like, you know, could really be tapped into. Let me see if rolling the dice actually sticks. And well, here we are now.
1: And to clarify, he made his own dildo—the original one—he made himself.
4: Correct. Yep, yeah, he made it himself.
3: Why does someone make that? Like shop class? Like how does that work?
1: <laughs> <I'm curious laughs> so, too. like, so uh,
4: as mentioned, like he's an engineer at heart. Um, so he he did cre- uh, create it from silicone. Later on, uh, we. Um, we uh, obtained, like you know, the 100% platinum cured silicone that we use today. Um, I'm not 100% sure uh, what the silicone he used for his first design was, but I know that that's one of the um, things that we really wanted to do for, or that they really wanted to do for Bad Dragon at the time was 100% good materials um, that were high quality. And that we're 100% body safe.
3: Okay, but how do you make your own dildo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. It's Jen. <laughs> it's me. Yeah. Okay. So
4: um, you cast it in um, some kind of resin uh, into uh, and create this mold that you then pour the silicone into, have it set and can have it harden, have it cure. And then once it's cured, it's pulled out, and then whatever you know, design or like you know, whatever texture or dimensions that you created the mold pulled into. Pulled
3: out. The only time that method is effective. <laughs> right. Got it. <laughs> okay, so you started making dildos, and then how'd the business grow? I know you have a huge presence at conventions. Can you tell us all mm-hmm. about that?
4: Certainly. So uh, the business was rather small when I first started, and uh, funny enough, like uh, it's kind of joked around that like you know Bat Dragon was started in essence in a garage or a shed. Uh, that was very much the case. <laughs> it was indeed started there.
1: In a garage.
4: In a garage slash shed, like uh, kind of like almost a casita.
3: Wait, slash dorm room.
4: Oh, no no sorry forgive me um i'm getting ahead of myself so uh when he actually started the business it was here in the united states
3: uh okay
4: um so the business the business began um and was founded in the united states Once
3: he was like i'm gonna manufacture these correct exactly Okay. got it got so
4: everything every- uh, so the the business itself was uh here in the united states uh continues to be so and still in the same locations or not the same location but like you
1: know the same area phoenix arizona okay okay and like any good startup, it started in a garage. That's great. Right. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
4: And then uh, uh, exponentially, like the, the the interest and the uh, idea of fantasy toys really blew up. It, it was fantastic, and it continues so as well. Uh, so uh, from the from the garage slash casita slash shed, uh, they grew into a rental um, district over in this business district around Phoenix, and then we had to move to a bigger facility um to just continue growing and now we're even looking towards uh bigger and better buildings as well
1: very cool um and how many people are working there now
4: uh, so we have um, just over seventy employees currently.
3: Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. large. Yeah,
4: you yeah, know we've been we've been growing heavily. We've just celebrated our tenth year anniversary, and looking back, it's crazy to see um, how much we've grown and how many people we've met, how many relationships we've developed, and of course also just seeing like you know the excitement and praise that customers still give today.
3: Muzzle tov from my people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Uh, so can you tell us about we obviously it grew out of the furry community but what are the yeah. other communities that are big fans of Bad Dragon? And I still wanted to hear about, you know, I know you guys have a presence at conventions and I wanted to know about the different cons that you go to.
4: So, like, uh, besides the furry fandom, like, uh, it's cool because uh, communities themselves kind of intermingle with each other. As in, like, they um, they have interests that are not solely, like, you know, um, in, like, oh, no, you have to be part of the club in order to do that. No, they, they kind of, like, you know, share interests relating to them. So, like, we've um, we've been heavy in, like, the BDSM community, uh, the pup community. Um, and honestly, any kind of fetish community pony play that relates into that fantasy headspace. And that's what it really is, is if you have some kind of like fetish or some kind of, um, gig or thing that involves like, you know, imagination or fantasy, that dragon has a foothold in there that can maybe find something that's right for you. So we, we have a presence in there.
1: Are people combining fandoms in these toys sometimes, or does it typically tend to like fall into certain categories?
4: Oh, absolutely. Like, um, pup play, for instance, uh, that kind of, um, has had a heavily influence in the furry community. Um, and recently, like I've seen way more pups that are both pups and, uh, furries as well. Uh, and that's definitely played a role. Absolutely.
3: And the cons. Oh, Yeah. Hmm.
4: Oh yeah, the cons.
3: Tell
1: yeah, tell us about the cons. Let's. I want to hear about it because we've we first experienced bad dragon at a con, right, Ellie?
3: No, did we? Did we? No,
1: well, we saw I, it I learned con. about
3: it. I learned about it in the furry documentary. Was it also? Well, were you at BronyCon?
4: I was not. No.
3: Yeah. I okay. But yeah, we'll was saw Bad there. Dragon represented
4: there? Uh so like uh we we actually haven't been to a BronyCon uh as at least a, like oh, okay. a officially Bad Dragon going there. Uh, Nothing uh, obviously like you know we we love Bronies and like you know we we support everything like what they do and like also uh in general like you know we, we appreciate the interest that they have in us. But uh we just haven't um we haven't made it over to a BronyCon yet. Uh, However, we have uh, made it to a lot of uh, what we we consider mainstream. That's not necessarily like, you know, uh, more of a niche uh, kind of community, but more of like, you know, adult expos, sexpos, generalized fetish cons, all that stuff. Um, We've been having more of a heavy presence over in them and we've been kind of trying to outreach to that as well.
3: I think I read somewhere that you had been banned from a con and I think it was related to the controversy where people like want to pretend that there isn't this fetish side to these communities. I don't know. Could, could you explain? Am I right or wrong? Yeah, absolutely.
4: <laughs> so so, um, so there is a, um, a misconception. Uh, the, the convention you might be talking about is Anthrocon, which is uh, one of the bigger conventions uh, that the furry uh, community has or holds. We weren't banned from there, but uh, rather they were changing their policies around um, that sort of didn't allow, that actually quite frankly didn't allow um, our uh, products to be physically there. Uh, So we talked with them, and the only compromise that could really work uh, for both sides was to have more like an online catalog or maybe uh, hand out things. That weren't adult related, but still were relating to the community themselves, or sorry, to our company as well as the community itself.
3: Wait, did you say that weren't adult related?
4: That were not adult related, correct?
3: What, wait, what do you guys have that's not adult related?
4: So we do have, <laughs> so we do have uh, like stickers, swag. Um, oh, okay, okay, we, cool. Yeah, uh, we have uh, some merchandise, um, even like uh, we have um, like messenger bags, uh, stuff like that. That like you know, has our logo, has our brand, but isn't um, isn't blatantly adult related. Um, so and, and like you know again like Anthrocon has no malice uh, regarding to Bad Dragon we don't have any malice towards uh, Anthrocon as well it's just a, a change in their policies they're and trying a different to keep direction. it a
3: little clean yeah Exactly. they,
4: they want to keep sense. it for you know the, the kids I, I totally get it I totally understand yeah
3: for the children but let's go back to yeah. the dirt so how do you <laughs> decide uh, new products to create you I'm just going to spoiler alert you told me something that I loved on the phone which is hmm. that you now have a a uh, fantasy toy for the demogorgon from Stranger Things. Yes, absolutely. So what's the crossover? I'm so fascinated by the crossover with pop culture.
4: Absolutely. So uh, as kind of mentioned before, like the, the um the base for like fantasy toys is any kind of imagination, pop culture, media, movies, fantasy, history, mythology. Uh so Jason, uh, our demogorgon, definitely inspired oh, by wait,
1: just wait, wait. Did you say you're- <laughs> Jason? Demogorgon, yeah,
4: his, his name, his, Jason? Yep, his name's Jason. <laughs> yep, Jason <Okay>. the Demogorgon.
3: <laughs> how did you come up with that because I would think that his name would be <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know how you
4: spell um,
3: that, but So, we
4: have uh, many different ways uh, that we come up with the names. Our favorite way of doing it is kind of uh, talking with um, staff and kind of like picking like, you know, some like, you know, really um really fun names that like we like to see it like you know a group of them and then kind of let our employees or media staff um like you know vote on like you know what kind of name they um like that's that's at least my favorite way of um seeing it done but other times we also um like depending on the mythology or the history or the the media reference um that's done for the character uh we will choose a name that's just best suited for said character
3: so um, why but Jason? definitely in Jason.
4: Yeah, like Jason. Like, but for Jason, uh, that one was uh, from the staff uh, collectively. Um,
3: You're just like, this will be funny. We'll name it Jason.
4: Right. I actually kind of like, like, well, again, the staff, um, the staff saw the name and they were just like, that. Uh, I think he's a Jason.
3: It's <laughs> yeah, like the least Love Demogorgon it. name I've heard. But how did you right. decide to do a Demogorgon, dick?
4: So uh, that's the, that's a really good question in itself. Um, a lot of our brainstorming involves like kind of seeing like characteristics. Um, of uh, like you know the fantasy toy that we're trying to create, um, and really uh, kind of sculpt it through imagination. We have incredibly creative people, um, both on our three um, D modeling team and just our artistic nature of like. Uh, or sorry, their artistic nature of just creating something from uh, a baseline idea or a character. So, like, uh, I guess to kind of answer your question of, like, how do you tackle uh, creating, like, what a Demogorgon's dick would look like, in essence, um, you'll notice that there's, like, you know, features of, like, you know, what the, the Demogorgon would have on the dick, but then, like, you know, kind of, uh, it's its own thing. But then also, like, you know, kind of bring it back to, like, uh, people's personal fantasy, um, like, how they use it, uh, the textures for, like, you know, pleasure or, like, you know, fun, um... From the dildo itself plays in a role of your own fantasy so like you know while it does look like a certain way and like you can kind of like see oh yeah i could see that being a demogorgon uh dick <laughs> uh, it can also be like you know the unlocking to like okay well like you know i like this shape but i'm thinking of something else entirely so then you're creating a different fantasy but you just like the textures and what the, the dick itself actually looks like not necessarily that it's a demogorgon deck.
3: I loved all of that, but I also want to know you all were watching Stranger Things, and someone was like, we need to create a Demogorgon deck, like, can you tell us about that process?
4: (laughs) So, uh, so that process involves, like, obviously, like, you know, the, the Demogorgon from, like, you know, the show, um, doesn't have, like, you know, any adult features, uh, to it. But, like, you know, uh, what our creative team did was they, they looked at multiple different pictures of like a demogorgon and kind of like you know also okay like you know for for this demogorgon what what could like if i could imagine like a dick on it what would it be like uh and it, it and is kind of just I like walk
3: it. around my days asking yeah. myself that question what a process <laughs> if i could put a dick on that what would it look like I'm absolutely
4: Sorry, <laughs> so like it is like i mean there's there's no like science to it like it, it is kind of like you know uh, taking creative liberty uh seeing what sticks and uh when you find what works oh my God, when you hit that Eureka moment, it's like, okay, this, this is pretty cool. This is pretty legit.
1: <laughs> so, so is this considered artwork?
4: Oh yeah, I, I would certainly think so. Um, I mean, like uh, adult uh, natured things and even like, you know, uh, fantasy ideas of like, you know, fantasy um, dicks has been around. Sorry, sorry, not not dicks themselves, but like um, the idea, the concept of like you know um, anthropomorphized uh, adult uh, themes has been around since like the dawn of history. Do just you have the a shape idea, of water, Dick? Shape of water? Oh, like a, like a merman, Dick?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that character. Did you guys create a dick for him?
4: No, we did not. Uh, but that, that, I hear that's, it's
3: popular. You should get on that.
4: I, I, you know what? You have a really good point, and we should definitely get on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's an abbreviated version of the process for just? the whole thing from idea to the product actually being made. So we heard a little bit about like how you uh, envision what it should be like, but then like, how do they manufacture it? How does all that happen?
4: So uh, that's a really good question. Um, So you can't go too crazy with uh, obviously like, you know, uh, creating like what would this fantasy toy look like? Because at some point you have to consider like, you know, okay, well, what about the physics behind this or even the usability or like the textures or even like getting it out of the mold? Because we still have the process of like, you know, having to pull it out of a mold and have it still intact. As well as like you know what kind of features we can offer because we do have the suction cup, come tube, so all of those do um, are are considered when creating the three D model and design. Some of it has to go through multiple different prototypes. Um, because certain things, while they might be super fun, uh, just aren't feasible when you actually create the physical product, or it's just um, too too delicate, I should say, or even the textures themselves get lost uh, when it's actually finalized uh, in the print itself. Uh, so there are like you know, a lot of things to consider, but some of them, like you know, are like, well, let's just you know kind of take a shot in the dark and see, and like you know, if it doesn't work, then we'll just try again. So sometimes like, you know, ideas, they're just like, guys, you should have made that like, you know, six months ago, like, you know, what happened? Well, we did start like, you know, making it six months ago, but it went through so many different iterations. Uh, to try to get to the point of where we were just like, okay, th- this is something that um, kind of meets feasibility as well as the fantasy that we're trying to capture.
3: Can you give us an example of something where it was like, oh, we wanted to do this, but it wasn't feasible because of X, Y, Z, so it looks like this instead?
4: So, uh, yeah, that's a good question, too. Like, um, uh, one of the things was our shark, um, Bruce. Uh, he's uh, the only toy <laughs> that we made that Bruce. was uh, double-ended. Uh, so it's, it's one toy, but it's a double-ended dildo, two on both sides. But the logistics of kind of making that work and function, there were many different iterations. And uh, the, the original one that we wanted to do uh, was more kind of like a double ender that came from a base. But like there was just too much, uh, for lack of a better term, real estate that was needed to make that work. Uh, so the toy itself weighed so much on the base, but not the actual like toy itself. So we kind of had to do rendition after rendition to kind of get it to where okay, like you know we can have two dolos here, but the base isn't outrageous. (laughs) So uh, that's definitely uh, the one that immediately comes to mind of one that like took a lot of iteration uh, and a lot of. retooling uh, before part of my friends but like to actually like make it work. Okay.
1: And what are some of your most popular toys, not just within categories, but specifically like the one, like it, how popular are the muzzles? Like what, what are people rallying around? <laughs> so
4: definitely um, the the dildos are still our most popular. To kind of name a few of our most popular ones, uh, we have uh, Chance, uh, we have uh, Nox, uh, Echo, uh, Nocturne, and... I want to say Austin. Yeah, Austin as well.
1: Okay, and those are
4: all dildos.
3: And what are those? I'm sorry. What are they?
4: Sorry, sorry. Let me. Uh, I'll say their full name. Uh, so Chance the Stallion, uh, Nox the Nitric, Austin the Fox.
3: Uh-huh. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, no, sorry, I'm sorry. Explain. Okay, okay.
4: We'll, what, we'll go by stuff. Like Night Drake. <laughs>
3: okay. What? What's Night Drake?
4: Uh, so Night Drake. Um, so it's uh, it's inspired. Uh, it's inspired by um, How to Train Your Dragon, the Night Fury. Um
3: ah.
4: And kind of like inspired, like you know, based around like you know the the appeal of like what would this you know look like?
3: Okay. Okay. And then the next one was what?
4: The next one is uh, Austin the Fox. Uh, so What's again like, What's
3: that based
4: uh, on? Uh, based on like What what a fox would look like uh, As oh, okay. a character Anthropomorphized uh, Anthropomorphized okay. um, Fox character
3: What the fox say Got it Right <laughs> What the fox <fuck laughs> say <laughs> and, then, and then the next one
4: and the next one, uh, Echo, the Snowstrider.
3: What's the Snowstrider?
4: So Snowstrider, uh, so it's it's our affectionate name for, uh, so it's it's a toy that's inspired by the the Star Wars universe and the Ooh. the Tauntauns within the Star Wars universe. But it's our affectionate name of because like they're they're never like anthropomorphized, so like we wanted to create like a, a separate name for like and what this what this race almost would be of it. What and about we cam-
3: Ewoks and Wookiees? You got any dicks for those?
4: <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but it's, it's definitely not off the table.
1: All right. Get to work. So for the products that you mentioned are the most popular, why do you think those are the most popular? Like Austin the Fox, for example? <laughs> like, What mm-hmm. is it about that in particular? So uh, a lot
4: of our most popular ones, I can see why uh, they're popular. It's not necessarily uh, the character, but it definitely is um, the uniqueness of the textures and the shape of the dildo themselves. Um, okay. that kind of give it that appeal. Like Austin is kind of that one, uh, one size fits all. Um, I have talked to many people at different conventions and even online, uh, they were giving feedback, um, on toys they used. And the thing that I hear most about Austin specifically is that regardless that they do it for anal vaginal, uh, and even like mouth play, it just, it just fits like it, it, There's nothing that's like, you know, obtrusive. It's very well-rounded. Um, it feels good. Uh, So there's just no complaints to it, but it also has a knot. So like when people like, you know, want to play around with that uh, aspect of it, it's not too, um, too intrusive really. Uh, And they can kind of just like, you know, jump in and experiment with that kind of play.
1: Do you have test groups for these toys and how do our listeners get involved?
4: (laughs) So, uh, so definitely we, uh, if you have any feedback relating to it, send us a ticket. Um, We genuinely love uh, the feedback and we take uh, into consideration too, all the feedback that anyone has ever given us. Uh, and we use that uh, towards other toys, other models um, that we make in the future. And even renditions if we need to kind of like retool uh, current toys that we have. But uh, regarding like an actual testing group, uh, we don't we don't offer testing groups um, like even on a contract base uh, at the moment. Uh, but we do internal testing uh, on kind of like a volunteer basis. But a lot of what it is is kind of like a... Um, so sorry, uh, based on uh, our reviews uh, that we uh, have sent out uh, for other people that do want to do reviews on the toys, we hear their feedback as kind of an aside and their legitimate feedback after that. And obviously, like, I you know, they posted on their website for their legitimate feedback. We never ask anything in return regarding that. Um, but we do value that kind of review.
1: So your handle is Tsukasa. Is that right? Is that how you say Correct. it? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is that all about? Where does that come from?
4: So, uh, Sukasa's uh, kind of like how Jan uh, Mulder had uh, his, um, his dragon character, Varka. Uh, I have my character, who's also a dragon, uh, Sukasa. And uh, that's my online handle for uh, the furry fandom. And that's my character, uh, my fursona uh, within the furry fandom.
1: Do you have a toy based on Sukasa? <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I wish. No, but I don't. <laughs> okay
1: okay just checking
4: that would probably be that would probably be the like the best Christmas slash birthday present uh to like you know, have like your persona or like you know alternate persona uh like you know kind of created for that
1: we'll work on it we feel close right. to you now so we'll, we'll try to get you that oh my gosh
4: thank you guys you're my back right
3: we got you yeah. <laughs> so at this point In this podcast, we look a lot at how different communities have formed because of the internet. So are there any other stories you can share about how different communities have rallied around Bad Dragon?
4: Absolutely. Uh, So, like, um, again, like, throughout the years, the uh, communities just in general, like, in a furry, BDSM, pup, uh, pony play, bronies, like, all those, like, have been just tremendous regarding their support of fantasy toys as a whole. And thus, like, you know, kind of sharing our vision of just like, hey, like, you know, let's bring this out. Let's make it like, you know, less taboo. Like, you know, uh, fantasy toys, this has been around forever. Like, you know, this is something that's fun and cool and imaginative uh, that we want people to be a part of. Um, So, like, uh, regarding that, uh, kind of going back to like the pup play, uh, that's been uh, very much um, kind of melding within the furry community and the furry community also melding with pup play. Uh, and that's been a huge proponent for bad dragon too, because we are in both those spaces and, uh, we see a lot of people have so much joy. Uh, relating to uh, the toys and kind of like getting that um, different fantasy aspect from it.
3: This is uh, slightly random, but I saw that you had a fa- that you have a Facebook page, and I was actually very fascinated that it hasn't been taken down by Facebook's guidelines. <laughs> so, uh, how does how's your Facebook community? How do you not get taken down? How's that how, How's that so, working out? So that's a lot a, of the people we interview. They talk about how Facebook takes down their profiles.
4: Absolutely, and that's a that's a very uh, fun question. Uh, th- it has been kind of teetering a line almost uh, with Facebook. Uh, we obviously like you know don't want to do anything that affects our relationship uh, with Facebook and obviously the exposure that we get from our Facebook group but they do have very strict guidelines on uh, what you need to follow in order to not being taken down uh, so it's very it, it's surprisingly hard to actually find us on Facebook uh, if you're just kind of looking up just because we, we aren't available on their uh, conventional searches. Uh, however, uh, but because we we aren't there and we don't um, post like you know heavily um, adult. Just so you uh, know,
3: when I Google "Bad Dragon" Facebook page, it's the first hit.
4: Is it? That's uh, well, that's really <laughs> yeah, cool. It's like,
3: very easy right. to find. For well, uh, on uh,
4: on Facebook's uh, conventional uh, way of finding it, so like if you search on Facebook uh, uh, the website, okay. yeah. then like it, it doesn't pop up. But you uh, you gotcha. can do you can do search engine optimization uh, to kind of finagle with that, but. Uh, when it comes to Facebook itself, like you know, they they have very strict guidelines that they want to enforce and policies that they want to enforce. Uh, but as long as like you know we we play by those rules, they still are cool with us maintaining a space within there, which we are very grateful for. And it did allow us to also still have like in you know, our Facebook community. So while we can't like you know post everything on there, and we can't like really invest like you know everything that we would like to on Facebook uh, on the Facebook group, uh, it's still definitely there, and we still are active within there. And
1: where would you say are some other places that your community finds itself either online or in person where are people hanging out who are interested in bad dragon
4: oh man uh everywhere every facet of life like for for people that like uh, aren't uh, congoers or people that like you know aren't part of a specific community or a group or even like a fetish if you have internet access um we've been we have such uh, i want to say like you know passionate loving and very devoted and uh supporting fans uh there is so much content uh that kind of either uh, pokes at bad dragon or is a nod towards bad dragon or just uh fantasy toys in general and uh, as long as fantasy toys is something that people are interested in you can certainly find bad dragon uh but our heaviest presence is definitely uh twitter uh regarding just like in you know, a general traffic and kind of like you know being within that conversation we also do have like instagram that if you want to follow us but that's more of like you know kind of seeing like experiences uh, if you actually, like, you know, want a community for, like, you know, discussion and talking about, like, you know, Bad Dragon, I would, I would recommend Twitter.
1: Awesome. Well, thank
3: you, Derek. It's been
1: a pleasure speaking with you.
4: Actually, thank you so much for the opportunity.
3: Thank you so much, guys. If it's your thing, go check out Bad Dragon. If it's not, I hope you still found this interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely check out my friend Jason, the Demogorgon dick, because it's just uh, it's fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> the top of the dick looks like the face of the Demogorgon. It's great. I like that he's your friend now. <laughs>
4: yeah, Halloween's coming by, too. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's true. I'm going to go as a Demogorgon dick for Halloween. Oh, my
4: god. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow. JK I'm Next lazy level. Well thank you so much
4: Absolutely thank you guys
3: Jen Yeah If you could have any dick Dead or
1: alive Who would it be Yeah I know I was thinking about that You know Because you know I'm not super into fantasy stuff Like movies or books or anything That's fantasy related So I was like What for me Would transport me so much That I'd want to have sex with it Like I was just thinking about Like is it a piece of music Like what would it be But if I had to choose Like a person or a, th- a thing uh oh god that's so can it be a person like a dead whatever person whatever you want <laughs> whatever you want. i
3: said anything any person dead you or alive say, you i mean i know you yeah. want to fuck the farm but what else yeah but
1: like yeah like maybe a tree like i'd get like a good tree deck but uh jen the know.
3: chafing on that would be i know horrible. we we
1: talked about this in our eco-sexuality maybe episode if
3: it's a nice <laughs> bamboo maybe a little, do you have one in mind barkless? for yourself
1: a barkless tree is that like a hairless cat Maybe, I don't know. Anyway, do you have one in mind for yourself, a dead or alive?
3: No, although I think we've discussed that I think the uh, sexiest cartoon character is Aladdin. Okay, okay. So, but I'm pretty sure that his dick looks like a... Like a standard male dick I know I think <laughs> you've mentioned
1: More than once That hanging out With an octopus When you're talking About scuba diving I think you've talked About that sounding fun So maybe you want like
3: no, a, Oh no 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 An no, no, octopus no. dick Although yeah, that's Tentacle porn That's a whole other that is, That's that a whole is a other whole
1: Can other of worms episodes, If we make that Stay tuned I don't know mm, <laughs> mm, <laughs> Guys It could just take So many different directions Um, But we should name them All Jason Or like David Or Michael Or like something Yeah like
3: what Pretty normal <laughs>
2: I enjoy when people like they get a dog. And say, oh, here's my new puppy, Robert. <laughs> like that, that, I really enjoy that. Uh, that joke. All
3: right, that was yeah. like the most Timothy. wholesome thing you could have said, which uh, yeah. I do appreciate in the context of this episode.
2: Yeah, we, we need a little. We need a bit of a cleanser. We need to come back. Back. Master, to, like, uh, porn.
3: Let me tell you about this person I know who got a puppy and named it Robert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. But Ali, cool. are you are you into
1: fantasy? Are you in? Can I ask you this on the podcast? Are you yeah, into sexual,
3: like, sexual fantasies? Because I know some people yeah, are. So no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm really not. I would like to okay. be. Yeah. What she's What why. she's
2: trying to ask is, which Harry Potter character do you
3: want? <laughs> Harry. To <have> sex with. <laughs> Okay. Hairy.
1: They're children though. We can't go there.
3: No, they <laughs> grow anymore. up. They grow up. The very last book, they're like 34. <laughs> and I have 10 year olds. It's weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I would like to tell you that I have all these like crazy fantasies. I'm working on it. I'm going to get some. I'm going to get some and Bad Dragon's going to help me. There are so many even dirtier things that I wanted to ask, but I didn't. Because I was like, we don't need to go there. But yeah. y'all should ch- check out some of their toys and Apparatus? Is it apparatus? What's that apparatus? I believe it's a tie. Apparatus. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You guys should check them out. You should let us know if you're already using them, what your favorite ones are, why, what firmness. We want to know everything. I don't know if
3: people are going to tell us that, <laughs> but definitely uh, DM Jen. Jen wants to know.
1: <laughs> you can DM me your favorite firmness. Uh, I'm into it. Well, um, like talk about like uh, all
2: the all these platforms are like not conducive. Like Facebook's terms of service are very strict, especially about advertising. Like. Um, porn companies and sex toys and, and uh, uh, marijuana paraphernalia weapons like these are all categories that you simply cannot promote on Facebook uh, and Twitter is like yep come on board we're all good here like yeah. uh, like tw- like nudists uh, like as nudists, we discussed yeah. in a previous episode
3: come mm. on board I'm sorry I don't <laughs> Boom. No, oh guys. Okay. Really, oh don't, don't, even don't encourage me. Right. Um. Yeah. That that uh, that interview was out there, but definitely, you know, harkens back to episode one. Uh, looking at a lot of the things that the internet is allowed to flourish. Yeah. Also, definitely. our fans literally asked us to interview Bad Dragons, so here yeah. we are. So there you don't go, guys. Must, you blame yourselves. It. <laughs> um.
1: If you haven't checked out the Bad Dragons site, do it, but don't do it at work, Avi. Do not um, do it at
3: work. Don't do it where anyone can see you. But do it because it is just even like voyeuristically. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really, uh, they're beautiful. Like, to consider it artwork, I could totally see that because they're they are beautiful. <laughs> they're also Dylannos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, we want to hear anything you want to tell us about um, fantasies. Uh, if you could have a dick dead or alive, what would it be? So you can tweet Tell at us. us. What's
3: your what's your fantasy dick? <laughs> what could go wrong?
1: So you can tweet at me at Junebugger J O O N B U G G E R.
3: I'm Allie Gold. A-L-L-I-G-O-L-D. You can email us
1: at 2G1podcast at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail. Yes, that's right, a voicemail. That phone number is 347-871-6548. That number again, 347 871 6 You can also join a chat server. You can join our Discord server, and there's a conversation going there with people listening to the podcast. We pop in here and there. Um, and that's discord.gg slash 2G1P. Finally, if you you want to contribute to the show and help keep us going and thriving and healthy uh you can go to our patreon and that's patreon.com slash 2g1p thanks y'all we will catch you next next week, week. Bye. the First one podcast
0: is hosted by jennifer Jamula and allison goldberg and thrust into a variety of orifices I mean edited by Matt Silverman in New York City Additional editing for this episode by Logan Yuri Production assistance is provided by thepodglomerate.com This episode is supported by Penguin Random House Audio where you can get your favorite sci-fi and fantasy audiobooks wherever you listen to your favorite audiobooks Harry Potter, Game of Thrones Pink Green and thousands more Download Penguin Random House Audiobooks on your favorite platform or visit pigment randomhouse audio.com slash two girls one podcast to browse their selection and tell them crumbledor sent you
2: <laughs> The Pod Glomer A Sonic Universe It felt
1: magnificent inside my ass